Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood fangirl. Guys, I'm not dead, I swear. <laughs> it has been over two months since I've recorded my last episode. I'm so sorry. Life has been crazy. New work stuff has been crazy. But that shouldn't stop me from recording episodes, and that is not going to stop me anymore. So whether I have guests or not, I am back. I am committed to at least once every other week. Fret not, people. I am still here if you're listening. Thanks, Dad, for keep, for listening on your road trips back and forth from New York and South Carolina. I appreciate you. But I'm not alone today. Joining me back from my unofficial hiatus, this person is really amazing. She's one of the coolest people I know at... ET Live that I've been working at. She is a badass line producer plus biggest so Walking Dead, <laughs> Game of Thrones nerd out there that you, I don't think she advertises as much as she should, no, but I'm here to... <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm here to boost you up even more. Give it up for Brianna Sutton. What is up? What's up, Meredith? First of all, you can't say that I'm the coolest person here because you are definitely the most popular person at AT Live. <laughs> first of all. For sure. First of all, I didn't say most popular because you keep saying that. I said you coolest. Are. I'm not cool. <laughs> Meredith, you are cool, clearly. I You're the not- most popular and cool are the same thing i don't really put those two and two together but fine (laughs) if you want to give me that title fine yes whatever but i'm excited that you're here i'm excited to be here i know just to be able to like we talk about this at work i know all the time but to actually record one of these is just it's fun i think to be like on the record yeah we do talk about this at work all the time Instead of working. Instead of working. <laughs> Trust me, guys, we work really hard on our off time. We definitely just Oh, yeah. Off. I gotta find some time to talk about Marvel stuff. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not gonna just talk about Marvel stuff. There's been a lot going on in fandom in the past two months, but we're not gonna get into what happened in the past two months. We're gonna talk about what's been recent, starting off with uh, Marvel icon legend Stan Lee passed away at the ripe old age of 95 like we knew this was coming in a lot of ways because of his age and there's been a lot of health scares in the past couple of years but it it still kind of hurts yeah you know yeah so it's been really cool to see like hollywood respond to all of this and just all the fans build together like I went to the Star Wars bar last night. Oh, you! D- oh, yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, so unofficially they decided to do, like, a cheers to Stan Lee, even though it was, like, witches and wizards night. So it was, everyone else was dressed up in their Hogwarts robes and yeah. everything. But then me and my old coworker and friend Laura, we got there and we're, like, in our Marvel jackets and mm. we're just ready to, like, toast. Yeah, for sure. Stan the man. Stan was the man. Like, what What are you thinking about all of this? How, how are you been processing, quote unquote, or like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It was like, even though he was 95 and it's like you knew it was coming, mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was coming. And yeah. it was still surprising because like I felt like I had been seeing him recently and he was fine. So just, just to all of a sudden, like, oh, he's dead. It was kind mm-hmm. of shocking. But I mean... 
You're not. He's 95. He was 95. It was really sad, but I mean, the man's old. The man is old. <laughs> the man was and he's old. Lived, he's lived such a long and prosperous, oh, like, full life. He you know? did. Like, it wasn't like wasted time or like exactly. wrapped up in like conspiracy or anything. He was just. He was honestly one of the modern fathers of pop culture. Yes, absolutely. He did a lot. I was reading something. I think Mark Ruffalo posted a tweet. It was like a, like a picture of like a comic or I don't know what it Mm -hmm. was really, but it was something where he was just talking about like basically just social justice and how important it is to like confront people who are racist or sexist and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and to just like not allow that kind of stuff it was like wow so it's like not only were you creating these great stories Mm -hmm. you were a champion for like social justice and all this other kind of stuff it's such a great dude yeah like in the midst of like the 60s like here comes Stanley he creates Black Black Panther and of course like as Hollywood we were like celebrating like this like this huge studio is putting all this money into and all black cast but then you have to remember that stan lee and jack yeah. kirby i think it was jack kirby like two white guys were like yeah. championing this exactly back in the day and that's we're just like, incredible and i mean honestly like that's what we would need because it wouldn't have gotten off the ground if it was two black guys who were doing it mm-hmm. so it's like great to see that like oh these people are recognizing that we don't have the representation that mm-hmm. we need and are doing something about it and thank goodness that he did that Absolutely. Way to go, Stanley. What is your who is your favorite Marvel character that Stanley has created? If you had to pick. I think Spider-Man. Spider-Man I think is my favorite superhero, period, mm-hmm. honestly. I don't know why. I honestly don't. Like it's really difficult for me to pinpoint why I love Spider-Man so much just mm-hmm. because he just seems like he just has so much fun and he yeah. can like shoot webs and walk on walls <laughs> like, yeah he, and he's like great at parkour <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i just love spider-man he's just so sweet and innocent yeah but he's just this great. kid he's got spider powers and yeah. he's just trying to figure out life you know and he's it's amazing like the legacy of spider-man yeah even through its ups and downs as far as like the movie iterations of it Spider-Man is still, like, holds such a dear place in everyone's heart. Yeah. And even, see, I like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I know you do. No one else likes Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I liked all of them, Mm -hmm. but I did like Andrew Garfield's for sure because, I mean, I liked that they made him kind of a cool Spider-Man. Like, I know people didn't like it. Like, oh, he's supposed to be nerdy, but I thought it was cool. And he was cute. And in the second movie, he got so, like, much better. He got so much bigger. And I'm yeah. like, dude, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> you look really good in this movie. See, I, I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I didn't like his Peter Parker. Okay, and that yeah. was the big thing that was I like the hang up for me. Because uh, yeah. he definitely had his heart and soul into like being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And you can tell in those scenes. But it just didn't translate when he was being Peter Parker, yeah. I guess. But, but his chemistry, so yeah. Cute. They, they were so cute. I'm still hoping for the day that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone get back together. Oh, I think it's going to happen for it's sure. It's got to. They're so supportive of each they other. They are. They are. And there's a reason, like, you know, they say when you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, mm-hmm. then I think it's coming back. Oh, uh, yeah. For I'm, sure. I'm waiting for that. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> it's hard to, like, pinpoint for me my favorite of all of his Marvel creations. I'm ready for Fantastic Four to be done right mm. because... That was his first comic, you know, that yeah. was the first family of Marvel. So I'm like 
waiting for that but still holding on to hope i am <laughs> phase four is such a mystery like i'm certain it's gonna happen do you happen. think they're gonna try it again oh absolutely are you kidding me phase really? four sick was such a bomb that they're going to yeah they're going to reboot it in the mcu in the same way that like I'm sorry, but Amazing Spider-Man 2 was garbage. And then, like, a couple years later, they recast with Tom Holland. And now yeah. he's, like, he's the hybrid the child. Yeah, he, yes, he is a hybrid, a perfect hybrid of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I think. Mm-hmm. He's, he's definitely the best. He <laughs> is, hands down, my Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure. Good old little Tom Holland. Little Tom and Holland. And I love how they all pick on him all the time. I know. <laughs> His bromance with Anthony Mackie is my favorite thing, though. They're so snarky to Tom each Holland other. Tom Holland and Anthony Mackie, yeah. Yeah. They're like, shut your mouth, Anthony. Anthony Mackie is just snarky with everybody. He really is. And he's so funny. <laughs> Which is why I'm really excited for, well, we're going to get into it with Disney Plus stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping to see Falcon more. Falcon and Bucky. Yeah. Oh, my God. But before we get into that, I do have, I do want to talk about this because this came out of nowhere for me and I really want to know your thoughts. Mm -hmm. The Detective Pikachu trailer came out the other day. (laughs) So before we found out about Stanley, out of the blue comes Detective Pikachu, Mm -hmm. first trailer, and I was shocked by it. Mm -hmm. Did you know that that movie was happening? I knew the movie was happening, and I rolled my eyes out. I was like, no, this is just on the wake of Pokemon Go. I think it's stupid. Pokemon Go won't even be relevant by the time this movie comes out. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds is in it. That makes no sense. How is this going to work? And then I saw the trailer. You know, I didn't even know Ryan Reynolds in it. The only way that I knew about this movie was because when I met Bo Burnham... Oh, at our office building, whom I love, by the way. He told me that he was there at Legendary working, like, just doing, like, a week job working on Detective Pikachu. What? And so I was like, Detective Pikachu? And I'm like, okay. He's like, I know, right? And I'm like, yeah. But then to find out, when I saw the trailer, it definitely was not at all what I expected it to be. Oh, definitely not. It, it looks actually like it might be pretty funny. It might, looks like it might be, like, decent. <laughs> it looks funny. The moment Pikachu started talking and it was Ryan Reynolds, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. it's Deadpool this and Pikachu's great. body. Yes. Yes. That was great. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, I think I'll be okay with it. I'll probably mm-hmm. see it. I'm not, it wasn't like, I didn't roll my eyes when I saw the trailer, that's Mm-mm. for sure. I was like, oh, okay. This might be good. The and first part of the trailer I was because it looked like dark and moody and I was oh, like, yeah. oh great, what what are we doing with Pokemon? Right. And then <laughs> Pikachu starts talking. And right. then I'm like, Yep, I'm sold. Let's right. go. Well you know I'm gonna watch anything Bo Burnham is That is true. Is uh, involved in I should have introduced you as like the biggest Bo Burnham oh, fan girl gosh. that I know. Yes. Because uh, who else do you know that's a huge Bo Burnham? No one. <laughs> Absolutely no one. <laughs> Dude, I love him. I don't know. It's very random, but he's just the greatest. And when I got to meet him, that was just like, what is my life? It's <laughs> like, really? And it was in that same week where I was obsessing. Yeah. So crazy. You saw 8th grade and was followed by a Q&A with Bo Burnham. And then literally, like, wasn't it the next day? It was even? like, yeah, it was like a couple days later. Because mm-hmm. I was like upset I didn't get to ask him a question. Yeah. 
and then like literally a couple days later i saw him still didn't think to ask the question because i was just so shocked that i had seen him but i was just like oh my god it's fucking Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> oh i just love him so much Okay, we can stop. Okay. We can stop gushing. Bowman <laughs> is great. We're yeah. at least interested in going to see Detective Pikachu at yeah. this rate. He wasn't even. I looked up on like IMDb, and he mm-hmm. wasn't even credited for it. So, I mean, maybe he didn't contribute he'll probably, that much. He'll probably be included in like the special thanks at the very end. Yeah, you know, probably. like Donald Glover and his brother were uh, did some work on like oh Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, yeah that's right. so probably. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see. You'll see that in the credits. Mm-hmm. Be like, my boy, Alberta. I better see his name. That's all <laughs> I know. All right, moving on. Disney has been dropping all sorts of nuggets recently. I mean, we've all known that Disney streaming was going to happen, mm-hmm. but now we have a name, Disney Plus. We are confirmed that Loki is getting his own standalone show on Disney Plus. As well as Cassian Andor, played by Diego Luna. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Diego Luna, he is reprising his role as Cassian Andor for Mm -hmm. a standalone series. And Pedro Pascal has been attached to The Mandalorian. This was rumored for months, confirmed by Variety. I'm geeked, yeah, to say the least. So, for like, sure. what gets you? Like, what are you thinking about any and all of this with this, the experiment that is Disney Plus? Well, when I first heard about it, I was upset because I'm like, another streaming service that wants my money. I'm not paying for this. I already mm-hmm. have Netflix. They've got everything that I need. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, we're taking all our movies off. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll just pirate them. <laughs> but now after hearing like oh okay well i mean i feel like the only way that they would have been able to draw in this many viewers is if they did have these kinds of original shows that they know people are going to want to see and that's the only thing that's going to get people to buy a subscription service to disney plus oh yeah so it was a very smart move on their part mm-hmm. i'm super excited about it because i love the falcon winter soldier dynamic mm-hmm. so that for sure i'm excited about also love loki mm-hmm. despite him being killed and coming back multiple times yes i'm fine with that mm-hmm. <laughs> i know like i'm pretty sure he's coming back in avengers 4 i know that people like are upset about that yeah That's you being me. one of them <laughs> i'll get into it in a second but right yeah I mean, I'm fine with that. I love Loki. I don't, I'm not like a huge like Tom Hiddleston fan and all mm-hmm. this stuff, but Loki's great. Yeah. The Star Wars stuff seems great too. I loved Rogue One. It was such a great movie. I think it's better than all the other like new Star Wars movies that they've mm-hmm. put out. I think it's the best one. Um, so I'm excited about that. I would, I was kind of upset though, because I would have liked to have learned more about, you know, Jen Erso. It's mm-hmm. like, is she going to? She, I mean, I'm guessing she's not going to be in it because they met in Rogue One, right? Yeah, they met in Rogue yeah, One. So. Like, he got her out of prison, so. Yeah. I was kind of upset about that, but I mean, whatever. I do still like Cassie and he was cool. And what else are they doing? So oh, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, Which that's John right. Favreau is EPing and developing with Dave Filoni. And mm-hmm. I think I think John is either directing an episode or not. Like, I know Bryce Dallas Howard is directing an episode, Taika Waititi, mm. and uh, Dave Filoni, who's known for, like, Clone Wars and Rebels, all the animated TV shows that Star Wars has done, mm-hmm. which 
many people out there, they want him, Dave Filoni, to be the creative head of Lucasfilm. Like, Kathleen Kennedy stay, like, the head person, but then mm. have Dave Filoni act as, like, a Kevin Feige sort. Which I would be on board with. George Lucas really approved of him, mm. and he definitely has an eye for Star Wars. I'm just not in the camp of, like, hating on Kathleen Kennedy, because she's clearly getting all of these big-name people. Mm-hmm. To do this stuff and in my opinion like I think everything that has come out through Lucasfilm since her reign mm-hmm. has been good yeah I'm I'm a fan of everything yeah. she's done so and she just extended her contract no surprise there she yeah. keeps like breaking in the money like solo the only reason for all of that nonsense was yeah. Disney said hey, we need you to open in May when Lucasfilm was like, no, we need to just stay in December because mm-hmm. that's where we planted ourselves and it's been very profitable for us. Yeah. So. I don't remember. When did they when did they open Solo? Was it in May? It was in May. It yeah. was three weeks after Infinity War. Yeah, that was dumb. Exactly. That was very dumb. It was so dumb. And it proved that, like, the market as far as, like, blockbuster movies has changed. Like, it's now a year long can place blockbusters in any month you want yeah, you can. instead of it's not just like the summer movie season mm-hmm. so I don't know <laughs> I just like I got over which ones did I see I only saw Force Awakens mm-hmm. Rogue mm-hmm. One and Last Jedi Last Jedi yeah fell asleep during Last Jedi. I don't know if that was because the movie bored me or just because I was sleepy. Mm-hmm. It could have been either one of those things. I feel like I watched it again or part of it again and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I liked it when I saw it. But yeah. I mean, I fell asleep in parts. But that's just because I can't stay awake. That's fine. Yeah. I've said it multiple times. Like, <clears throat> Last Jedi is my favorite of the new movies that have come out. Like, oh, yeah. Rogue One, I like it. But to me, I end up forgetting a lot of it. When I go back and revisit it, I'm reminded how good of a movie it is. And it kind of breaks my heart. Like, that's the quality of prequel movie I wanted and never got out of, like, episodes one through three. Yeah, that's true. So, I'm a big fan of The Last Jedi. I saw it six times in the theater. I saw Infinity War six times in the theater. Six times? That is my record right now. Seeing a movie six times in the theater. Um, Yeah, I think I saw Infinity War, like three times mm-hmm. three or four maybe i feel like it was three mm-hmm. i feel like after the third time i was like okay i can't yeah i can't go see this movie anymore because it's too long and it's like i know everything that's gonna happen yeah now. so i'm like maybe i'll just wait to be fair i didn't pay for all six times to see that movie yeah movie like, passed i think movie passed i went with my uncles one time and they paid for it so i wasn't spending all my Good money but yeah yeah for sure no no. Freaking movie pass. Now I can't even. Oh, I finally canceled my movie pass. Really? I did, yeah. Because, I mean, every day I would get on the app and check and see mm-hmm. what movies can I see today. And every theater was no showings at this theater, no showings at this uh, theater. Like, okay, so why the fuck do I have the app then? Delete. Yeah. I'm not letting you guys charge me $10 again for no reason. No. When there's no theaters available. It's just not worth it. Like, no. Clearly, I have AMC A list mm-hmm. and. They have figured it out, I think, yeah. better than Movie Pass. Where I like Movie Pass had the option of different theaters. Like I'm have to like stick with an AMC theater, yeah. but I can go see up to three movies a week and just reserve tickets yeah. for it, which yeah. is nice. 
That's um, better. I'm not in any way, shape, or form sponsored by AMC. <laughs> I just gotta get that out. There. I just have to like say for the record, and I'm not. Right. If my AMC wants to sponsor, please <laughs> hook a girl up. Right. I would love it. We are not discriminating. Yeah. We would love that. That would be fantastic. Hook me up. We'll right. talk later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I kind of want to shift gears now because. I'm not the biggest Walking Dead fan, or slash, I've never seen an episode, so I can't even Fix claim. it. Yeah. Fix it. I'm s- I was waiting for the show to end, perfectly honest. It's but never, never going to end. end. It's like, that's my thing with Supernatural. I've been waiting for the show to end for years, and I can't watch it because it's never going to end at this rate. You don't watch Supernatural? No, because I wanted to binge it all in one session. I can't do that. Oh my god, that'd take you like half your life to binge that show. How many seasons is it in I now? used to be really good at binging shows, period. Yeah, me too. It's uh, so funny how that's like a skill. It is a skill. I wish I could put that on my resume. Right, exactly. <laughs> Excellent binger. Work. Can watch several seasons in three days. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so all that to say, I'm not a Walking Dead fan, but you are. Yes. Rick Grimes had his last episode, but spoiler alert, he's alive. And AMC has announced that they are making movies about The Walking Dead, including Andrew Lincoln is reprising his role for either one or some of these movies. Like, I think it's all. I think it's he's getting his own trilogy. What do you think about this? I'm very happy about that now there's a lot of people i know who are upset about that which mm-hmm. i get because the show likes to play with its viewers a lot mm-hmm. they've done it several times trying to trick us and i mean that's kind of like the only tactics that they have now because they're losing so many viewers because mm-hmm. like the show is just not as good as it used to be and it's mm-hmm. just like the same thing over and over and over again But I'm happy with it because I think that Rick Grimes deserves a full movie budget treatment. Yeah. I just feel like he needs to have the full movie budget. He needs to have his, like, it just be focused on him. Like, Mm -hmm. just, that's what he deserves because he's such a good character. Mm -hmm. He's such crazy character he's such a badass he survives everything like that's why i was gonna be upset if they did kill him i didn't want Mm -hmm. them to kill him off like Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people were like yeah kill off rick you know let it be like game of thrones kill the main character it's not game of thrones so Mm -hmm. like don't try and make it game of thrones also can i just say really quickly you correctly predicted what was going to happen to him days before the episode (laughs) yeah like, that you know like, your stuff. Yes, because I they don't, they do the same thing. That's why I was saying, like, I'm, I was 99% sure that they weren't going to kill him off. Mm-hmm. And if they did kill him off, that would have really surprised me. Mm-hmm. But they don't really surprise me that often, I guess. Gotcha. But what did surprise me was the movies. I didn't expect mm-hmm. them to say, I just thought, like, oh, okay. I just thought he was going to fly off in the helicopter and mm-hmm. they'd leave it open for him to return later. I didn't think they'd leave it open for him to return and have his own movie trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, I'm fine with that. I know a lot of people are upset, but I think it's a great idea, personally. Do you want this, these Rick Grime movies to take place prior to the events of The Walking Dead? Or outside of the show it be like his own adventures character study like what what are you hoping to see well that's what they're gonna be so they're gonna be like 
basically it's not gonna be a prequel it's gonna explore i guess the mystery behind these helicopter people community Mm. that did save him i don't know i mean i have no idea what it's gonna be about honestly i don't know Mm -hmm. anything they told us very little about this helicopter um only thing that we know about the helicopter people is that they're in with this trash lady jadis who is a character they introduced in like season seven i think I don't think it was six. Either six or seven. Okay. So, like, we don't know much about the trash lady. We de- don't know anything about these helicopter people flying around looking for A's or B's. Like, what's mm-hmm. an A? What's an, a B? I have mm-hmm. no idea. So, I really couldn't even tell you what it's going to be about. But it'll be interesting to see Rick away from his family. And, mm-hmm. like, I know he's going to be trying to get back to them, like, the whole time. That's going to yeah. be all he's going to be doing in his final episode the whole episode like centered around him trying to find his family like while he's in this fever dream when Mm -hmm. he's bleeding out and he's almost dying when he's talking about oh i'm looking for my family i'm looking for my family you know in the end he says he found them and it's like you know all his walking all his like alexandria people or whatever the people he's been with from season one Mm -hmm. i just know that that's going to be what's driving him when he for whatever wherever he goes for this helicopter thing Mm -hmm. i don't know i have no idea but i'm excited to find out i'm very excited about it i know people don't aren't excited but i think it's it's probably the best thing that they could have done i don't know how long the show's gonna last i haven't i didn't watch the newest episode they had which is Mm -hmm. like the first one since he left yeah but i read like a review online apparently like it just still wasn't wasn't as great like they're trying to kick off this whole like redesign thing i guess mm-hmm. but it's just like i don't think it's gonna work without him yeah i just and don't plus ratings have been like declining so much over the past few seasons yeah. and now with him out of the picture it sounds like ratings aren't no. pulling it in as much as no. they were expecting and- i think his episode was like i think there was a slight bump for his final episode but that's it not yeah. really like a lot more than that and i don't know what the numbers were for this past episode but i doubt it was anything because i didn't even watch mm-hmm. and i mean i'll watch it eventually just to see but i feel like if it's not i feel like they're trying to do a lot to make it seem like oh we're different now rick's gone but we're still good it's just not gonna work yeah that's that's honestly how i felt about uh the last season of once upon a time so like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you watch it but season six their finale right before that the finale came out it was announced that like most of the main characters weren't coming back for the next season because their contracts were up and they ended it in such a way that tied up every loose end it was like a nice pretty little send-off but because they decided to move forward with a season seven, they tacked on a scene at the end to be like, "Up, oh, we're kind of rebooting this thing again. Mm. And then it didn't do well. It moved mm. to like Friday night. And yeah, then eventually it the like. The death slot. It is the death slot. So eventually it, they wrapped it all up and yeah. called it a day. But for me, the season six finale, that's where I ended with this show because yeah. like seeing the main character, Emma Swan, that was her last episode. I was good after that she got her happy ending i really don't need to see any more than this Mm -hmm. and from my friends who ended up watching season seven it was very confusing and just like they were trying to carry on but they just couldn't because it didn't have the same heart effect whatever it was and interesting 
Yeah, no, I never got into Once Upon a Time. My sister mm-hmm. loved it, but... Mm-hmm. I've been spoiled because of Breaking Bad. I believe that dramas, drama series should last between like five to seven seasons. Yeah, they don't need to be long. They really don't. They don't. I love You Mean It. I know it's bringing in a lot of like money and viewership and whatever, but for like tight, great storytelling that lasts and leaves an impact, five to seven range, unless you're planning in advance like okay this is our last season like game of thrones they said season eight this is it yeah and i was like all right you clearly have it mapped up Mm -hmm. i trust you right but every other show gray's anatomy you should have been done like five seasons ago i stopped watching when george died who knows how many years ago that was oh my gosh that was like season what four or something was it really i think what season is on now like 13 something like Good God. Or 15 or something. How is it still going? I don't know. I really don't. People don't know what they want. (laughs) Well, you know what we do want? Hey, nice transition. (laughs) (laughs) Segway. Segway too. We want a sequel to to All the Boys I've Loved Before. Can I get that now, please? Oh, so here's an update. Last person I had on here, Philion and Ng, who covered everything from To All the Boys. She just had an interview with Lana Candor, who said that they haven't talked with them about a sequel yet, but they they're enthusiastic about it. But they need to do it soon because Lana and Noah are I mean, getting their schedules about to get crazy. They are hell. like she's booked for a movie. He's booked for two movies. Like she's got a movies. TV. She's got a TV show that she's working on in Vancouver. Their schedules are getting booked, so yeah. they're missing their window of opportunity if they want to make the sequel, Fable, which is yeah. what we they're all want. For sure. Like, why? Why haven't? Why didn't they sign them up for the sequel literally the next day after the movie came you know, out? I read that when they honestly because after that weekend, like everybody watched that movie that weekend that it came out. I did. I didn't. You watch it that weekend too? I did. I watched it like three times. I that watched weekend. it like four. I don't know how many times I watched it. Like my roommate and I literally like every day would be like. Let's watch okay, all the boys. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be like, what do we want to watch tonight? Let's watch no, all the boys. <laughs> I was in London on vacation, and yeah. I convinced my friend be like, hey, we need to watch this like right now. Yes. Keep me awake. Let's let me get over this jet lag. Let's watch to all the boys. Right. And she I fell just in got love to with London, it. Like, yeah. but this is more important. Yeah. I just got here. This is great. Abbey Road, but like to all the boys. To all the boys. So important. It's such a good movie. And I read that, like, when they were filming the movie, they wanted to just start filming the sequel as soon as they were done filming the first movie. But they didn't because, I don't know, I guess schedules or whatever. Why? They should have. That would have been the thing to do if Netflix was smart, which they're supposed to be Be smart. smart. But in this case, they are not because they're taking too long to announce the sequel. Mm -hmm. They What they should do is they should just announce the sequels yeah multiple they should just be like all right yeah we got two and three coming out exactly just like they did with bright they announced bright like the next day like yeah seriously nobody wants to see that shit in the first place but y'all got bright two coming out immediately they already filmed like i think they either finished filming or they're filming season two of sabrina so like are you kidding i'm dead serious so why not? Like, why haven't they announced it? They they never talk about numbers, but they announced that they released the numbers that to all the boys was the most viewed movie 
that they've ever released. With it had to have been. I'm it was talked about. It was everywhere after it came. No out. one could stop talking about it, and in fact, that's why their numbers for Sierra Burgess was so big because we just wanted to see more Noah. Exactly. Even though not a good movie, bad. I will say for the record, I was very nice about it and my podcast episode about it, but it's not as good as to all the boys, and we just want the sequel now. I'm just realizing I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I'm probably gonna watch it when I get up. <laughs> it was either it was between that and Rush Hour since we were talking oh, yeah, about Rush right. Hour before we left. So now it's like I'm either gonna go home and watch Rush Hour or it's all the boys I've loved before. Is Rush Hour on Netflix? I don't know. It usually is. Well, if not, then the answer is clear what you should watch. <laughs> also, for the record, I do not work for Netflix. Right. I'm not endorsed by Netflix. If but only. hit me up, Netflix, when you had your bio saying that this is a Peter Kavinsky stan account. Right. I was like, same, bro, same. Same. They don't have rush hour. So, so there you looks go. like to all the boys, it is. There you go. So excited to watch that movie. I haven't seen it in forever. Oh, they have Spider-Man 3 on here? Yeah, they have Spider-Man 3, which is why yesterday when they tweeted out about Stan Lee, they did, they had the quote from Spider-Man 3, his cameo, saying, it's true, one person can make a difference, which got me really emotional. Right in the field. (laughs) So much of that. Can we talk about the fact that Jessica Alba and Jennifer Garner posted about Stan Lee because they were in failed properties of... Fantastic Four and Electra. Oh, yeah. But they still loved him, and of you're course. like, oh, I feel it for them. Did you see what Army did? Were you there when we were talking yes. about Army Hammer? Army yeah. Hammer. Okay, let's wrap. I just want to mention this. So, Army Hammer decides, in the midst of everyone sharing their thoughts and love for Stan Lee, to be like, oh, it's so easy for everyone to boost up themselves in this. And it's like, I think you're just bitter that you were never involved That's what in the I'm property. Basically, because he was just up saying like, oh yeah, everyone posting all these photos of them with Stan Lee. I'm like, oh, jealous What's much? Next? Because you don't have a photo with Stan Lee? Basically. You were never in a Marvel movie? That's what you're upset about. You were you, never. And I'm going to show some respect. Exactly. Like, why are you coming after people just for posting pictures of them with Stan Lee? Like, that really just makes you sound like a whiny little bitch yeah. because you don't have any pictures with Stanley. Seriously. Like, don't post pictures with Stanley. If you had one, I'm That's sure right. you would have posted it. Like, oh, get out of here. He totally would have. Like, but you don't have one. No. But, yeah, just all of this just seems like, mm. dude, get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. I found out, I didn't realize today, I found out that he was like he was raised in the Caribbean on, like, an island that they owned. And, like, his family was oil tycoons and all that what? kind of shit. Yeah, apparently that's why he's, like, a total douche. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> that's so funny. He definitely talks like an oil tycoon or yeah, something like does. that. Yeah, he does. And just his interviews, he's very, like, eloquent. Yeah. And, but also, like, an air of douchiness to Yeah, him. exactly. I saw There Will Be Blood. I know what those oil people are like. <laughs> crazy so true all right i think that's all the news that we have but okay 
preface. So what we're about to go into is something that I want to bring up as a recurring segment on Fangirl Forum, which is basically just debate time. I can't call it movie fights because screen junkies have it. Mm. I I don't really, I can't call it like a franchise war or something. I don't really know, but th- so far it's just called debate time because that's all I have okay. the mental capacity for. But to preface, I want to do this because we got into this conversation randomly at work I think last week or the week before Mm -hmm. about movies Iron Man Man and the Dark Knight as far as like 2008 was like a game changing year as far as movies go as far as blockbusters and the superhero genre as we know it today and it's because these two movies came out and so we want to debate this like which one is better as far as quality as far as what it's done for the superhero genre, so the test of time, which I feel like we can argue either way, mm-hmm. but like, where do you stand on the argument? And let's kind of like dive into this because I don't even know. Do you have a stance? Like, do you pick one over the other? I I think for the sake of this, I will uh, live and die by this. I'm gonna pick Iron Man okay. in this battle because one, I'm hashtag Team Iron Man. He's yeah. been my ride or die since 2008. I understand. No one was expecting this. No one was expecting no, that's Iron true. Man at all. He is a B-list character. I didn't know. I didn't. I know nothing about, about this guy yeah. or this character. Like, who is this? But I remember this movie came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but I think my dad and I rented it, mm-hmm. like, after it came out, and we were blown away. Mm-hmm. There was just something about Robert Downey Jr. took every scene that he was in. Like, you forget that there are big-name people like Gwyneth Paltrow, John Favreau was in it, and directed it. This was after, like, he'd done Elf, which yeah. is, like, a modern-day <laughs> classic. Like, he had moved yeah. over into, like, directing just fantastic films and making a name for himself there. You've got Jeff Bridges as your villain in it. But then here's Robert Downey Jr. stealing every single scene. And not only did he change, I think, the tone of superhero movies moving forward that people tried to replicate, but just this hero that is snarky, Mm -hmm. but you love him for it anyways. And he is a recovering alcoholic. He's got a lot of baggage to yeah. him. Not necessarily dead parents, which dead parents do play yeah. a factor into it. Dead parents. For sure. Like, I feel like most superhero origin stories have something to do with dead parents. Yeah, yeah. But in his case, it was more about, like, his reputation and his persona. And then after his experience in Afghanistan, how it changed him irrevocably to change his outlook on life as far as how he did business, how he wanted to be remembered. And I just think like that has stood, that has stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. And this movie and Tony Stark himself is this very strong, solid spine on which the MCU rests. Because from there we get the birth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which has serialized and changed the way we have seen movies today in the superhero genre. Yeah. Well, this isn't going to be much of a debate because I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) But for debate's sake, I will take the stance of Dark Knight. So before I get into Dark Knight, I do agree with everything you said about Iron Man. I was, I didn't expect it either. Like I knew nothing about Iron Man. Mm -hmm. 
And to see like this completely new superhero that I didn't know anything about. And it was, you know, really just another man in a suit type deal. But Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, so he's like a snarky man in a suit. He's like, oh, I'm not going to hide my identity. I'm going to let everybody know. Yes. (laughs) Like, y'all don't know who I am. I'm Iron Man. Exactly. Iconic. It's so iconic. It's such a crazy moment. Okay. All right, so I'm going to talk about Dark Knight then, I guess. I mean, clearly, obviously, Dark Knight is a better movie than Iron Man. That's what I'm going to say. Dark Knight, I think, is a better movie. But I think that Iron Man was a little bit more impactful, I'm going to say. Just Mm -hmm. because it was different. It was left field and... It was really good, but Dark Knight is just such a great movie. Like the writing is fantastic in that movie. I like. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't even want to say superhero movie, but like a movie that's had like such great writing and I mean acting. Obviously, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger is just. I mean, that's probably hands down one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. After I watched that movie, I watched Brokeback Mountain. And I was like, wow, so we have Ennis Del Mar, and then we have the Joker. And it's like just seeing like Heath Ledger's range in those in in both of those roles is just like outrageous. And it really, I think, solidified him as probably the greatest actor. Like I know people mm-hmm. like to say that that's you guys know who we're talking about. Yes. But, I, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, Heath Ledger, I think, is... I mean, he didn't have as many movies as I would have liked for him to have, unfortunately. is untimely death, but you figured his name? It was Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel yes. Day-Lewis. Sorry! I could not remember his name. Guys, I, I was not why. impressed with right. Phantom Thread <laughs> last movie, so I let me just take that for the record. I never saw Phantom Thread. I saw something else recently that they said was similar to Phantom Thread. And if you didn't like Phantom Thread, you wouldn't like this movie. Anyway, off topic. Yeah, so I just feel like, because this is what our coworker Jordan was saying. It's like, because the movie is so quotable. There's a lot of very quotable lines Mm -hmm. in Dark Knight. It was very impactful. The one negative thing, though, is they set the tone for all the rest of the DC movies that just could not match. Mm-hmm. They just could not live up to Dark Knight. They could not match the tone properly. Or I would even argue and say, like, they they tried to replicate it with the wrong characters. That's exactly I think, what like, it they was. replicated it with Superman, which didn't belong there. Yes. And then they overcorrected with, or not overcorrected, they tried to just carry it over in Batman movie Superman and be like, oh, well, Batman's mm-hmm. in this because, so it can be this dark and gritty, but it didn't work on the same level as also they just didn't have the right director i personally have never liked any of Zack snyder's movies Mm -hmm. like i never saw Watchmen. i saw part of it but i heard it was terrible from some people there are people who love it and there are people who hate it i heard it was like basically shot for shot the comic book yeah i mean man of steel was the only movie of his that i saw that i thought was decent Mm mm-hmm Sucker Punch was just, like, the most terrible movie I'd ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. So, it was just completely 
crazy to find out that they basically gave the whole DC universe to Zack Snyder. Why would you do that? He's not a good, he's a visual director. He's not, he's not good at story. Yeah. He's great at visuals and like all these slow motion shots and all these crazy angles and all this great lighting and visual Mm -hmm. effects. But I mean, storyline, no. But Christopher Nolan is fantastic at storyline. He's fantastic at telling a story, which is why Dark Knight is so good. And then to have powerhouses like Christian Bale and Heath Ledger and Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman and all these people who are just great actors in these movies, that's really what put this movie over the edge, I think. And I don't know. I mean, I wish that I could say... I want to make a better case for Dark Knight, but I just can't because Iron Man obviously is the one that influenced the better movies and continued the better universe. Not to like help your argument, but I do think that the Dark Knight is the standard that everyone tries to go for as far as like what you can do in the genre which is why i think that uh logan is a primary example yes. of like how good like just yeah. telling a good story can make a superhero movie like way more cinematic exactly. and just like not just a good superhero movie just a great film yes i love the dark knight that's one of my top 10 favorite yeah. movies of all time so yeah, like it's hard too. for me to like say bad stuff about the dark knight but while i say against it i think the greatest strength of the dark knight is the greatest weakness Mm -hmm. like heath ledger carries that movie which i'm a big batman fan and it is so much more of a joker movie than it is a batman movie and i love christian bale i actually think he's one of my favorite batmans out there yeah but he isn't serviced as well in this movie as he should have as been. Joker, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, it definitely is more of a Joker movie for sure. Like mm-hmm. when you even in Dark Knight Rises, like Dark Knight Rises is still okay, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not Dark Knight, and it's no. like you realize that very quickly because the absence of Heath Ledger is very obvious, and it's like that's really. That's really what made Dark Knight is Heath Ledger, honestly. I feel like that. Also because, like, Christopher Nolan is a great storyteller. He absolutely is. He's a great, I mean, Inception, Interstellar. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just great at telling these very intricate stories and, Mm -hmm. like, putting them together in a way. And, like, just with the editing, like, the editing in the movie is great. I remember when I went to go see Dark Knight in 2008, I was sitting, like, in one of the front rows in the theaters with my neck craning up. But I just remember, like, literally holding on to the seat. Like, mm-hmm. because, like, the me- the score, all of it was just... The ugh. score, the cinematography, like, it is incredible. All of it's so good. The editing is, like, so good. It really heightens the tension with the mm-hmm. score and all of it. Oh, my gosh. I would also yeah. argue to say that the score in Iron Man is incredible because it has that, like, rock tone yes. that fits the personality yeah. of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. carrying it through his film, throughout his story. Mm-hmm. And I saw this a few months ago, and it's one of the many reasons I love Tony Stark. So in Iron Man, in the opening scene, you get everything you need to know about Tony Stark mm-hmm. in that one shot of him in the tank with the army guys and 
he's got a drink in his hand and he starts like trying to loosen up everything and one no guy's like he wants to take a selfie with him no gang size okay gang just go size. ahead throw, yeah. throw it up, throw it up. <laughs> but he does it and but it was so cool somebody pointed this out like this guy throws up his peace sign and then he dies literally two seconds later mm-hmm. and then you see tony stark in every movie since when he poses for pictures he ho- holds up the peace sign and oh, really? honoring this man that like lost his life oh, and I his time in afghanistan that. it just shows that even though tony makes really bad decisions in the mm-hmm. mcu yeah i'll have seen a lot of people argue that he is the greatest villain in the marvel cinematic mm. universe which i is so disagree on that matter in fact i think it shows the most like hum- he's not it, a villain but that's an interesting take on it it is like he it's his humanity and it's like his yeah. demons that drive him to yeah. make stupid decisions mm-hmm. but the fact that yeah, and so you see him carry that in every movie and every decision that he makes. Like, he is haunted not only by his near-death experiences time and time again, but the fact that he doesn't want to lose the people that he cares about, and mm-hmm. that's what ultimately, like, drives him away, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy that, like, he made peace with Pepper Potts. Yeah. Leading into Infinity War and, like, all the stuff that happened there. Mm-hmm. I was ready to see Tony die in that movie. Yeah, me too. I was too. mentally preparing... But I was told in advance, no, he's going to survive. It's going to be okay. But when I saw him get get stabbed in the movie, I was like, they lied to me. How <laughs> dare they? They lied. And that was my first response. And then here comes Doctor Strange. He has to survive. So, yeah. like, I think not to get into it. He's going to be a huge part. Absolutely. I mean, I, obviously. But I think still. I still think he's going to die in Avengers Four yeah, because oh, yeah. he started the MCU and this whole like him, story that we've been doing. Thor. I think him. I don't think Thor's going to die. I think, I think Cap Thor is, is die. dying. I think Cap is dying too. I, I think, think Cap be is dying because they're setting up. They've got to do one more circle shot again. The original six. Like yeah. what we got oh, yeah. in at the first Avengers oh, movie. We're going to see it one more time. Emotional. I'm going to cry throughout <laughs> the movie. Just for the record. I'm crying my eyes out. I know. But I think like they're setting it up for them to make peace. I think they're both going to die. Mm-hmm. Because of Thor Ragnarok. I don't know if, if Chris Hemsworth will die. But... If he does, I think they can carry on the Thor franchise with Valkyrie. Mm. I think that would be the smart decision. That would be. Plus, like, they even said, like, well, Valkyrie, there was a ship that left at the very beginning of Infinity War. Who knows who was on that right. ship? I'm like, uh ha, ha. There was a you. ship that left at the beginning of Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Where? So, as, like, the Marvel logo comes up and you hear the transmission being called out, which, by the way... This is a funny Easter egg. So that transmission at the very beginning of Infinity War, calling out for help from for the Asgardians, that was Kenneth Branagh who directed the first Thor movie. Oh, that's cute. That was so brilliant. Like <laughs> that's Russo cute. Brothers, that's you are cute. so good. The I love Russo you. Russo Brothers are very good. I want to check out their bar actually in downtown LA. That they oh, they have opened. a bar. Yes, they do. <gasps> Tom Holland That's was cool. just there recently. Oh my god. Yeah, we so have to go there. We have to go there. So all that to say, like clearly like Tony Stark for Iron Man, the way that they set the tone for this universe, how it has had legs and that he is still a prevalent part 
of this universe. Everyone knows who he is now, and honestly, you can't separate Robert Downey Jr. from Tony Stark anymore. Like, no, he basically is Iron the Man without person. the suit. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, is I think out of all the Marvel movies, Iron Man is still, I think, the best one, in my opinion, mm-hmm. followed very closely by Winter Soldier. So, I mean, you could make the argument that, like, in both Dark Knight and Iron Man, the movies that followed weren't as good as the original, which, I mean, happens. Because <laughs> it's like, once the original comes, like, you honestly can't beat the first in the game, like, the original in the game. Mm-hmm. Even though Dark Knight wasn't the first. It was Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Good movie. Batman Begins is good. It's good. But it's, it's the, not it's as good It's the better Batman movie as far as, like, uh, Bruce Wayne's story goes and his yeah. origin. I think yeah. that is the better Batman movie, but Dark Knight is the better film. For sure. For sure. Dark Knight is just... It's just, honestly, like, it's too good of a movie... To even really like classify it as a superhero. Because you've never seen another superhero movie that was as good as Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that was in the same tone and that was as good. Because like Dark Knight Rises wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. Batman vs Superman, we all know how much of a shit show that was. And then let's not even talk about Justice League. Or Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad. And you know, like, Suicide Squad, I feel like when they first, like, put the first trailer out for it, it was much darker. Mm-hmm. It was so much darker. And then I remember they were, like, announced that they were doing all these reshoots. Then the next trailer they put out was, like, had this upbeat music and was, like, trying to be more fun and, like, have more jokes. And I'm like, see, y'all trying to do too much. Because it's like, DC can't find their footing. It's like, either they're trying to be more like Dark Knight or they're trying to be more funny and fun like marvel movies it's like you gotta pick one you have to pick one you have to find your own lane you have to find what works for you you have to get a director who knows what the hell he's doing or she in that matter of patty jenkins right exactly she who knows what she's doing which honestly this is a whole nother discussion we're not going to get into i didn't think wonder woman was that great that could be a conversation for another time because (laughs) i also agree with that (laughs) i i thought it was okay I mean, I think it's because, like, it was the first kind of movie. Like, it's the first, like, female superhero movie that we're seeing. But I think for sure, and I'm hoping that Captain Marvel's going to blow that shit out of the water. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Let me just state for the record. Yeah, and we're going to be like, wonder who? Wonder we're what? what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have a sequel coming out later oh, in the following oh, year? Oh, that's that's kind of cool, I guess. I'll but. see it. Yeah, make no mistake. I think Brie Larson is just going to knock it out of the park in the way that I will say this. Wonder Woman, I think the first half of that movie is good. After the No Man's Land scene, Mm -hmm. I think that's like the peak of the movie. And then it just goes downhill from there. Where I think like Marvel saw that and they were... And I think Brie Larson was very key and critical in how they approached this movie. Because Mm -hmm. she... She didn't want to do this originally, like to. Oh wow! She just won her Oscar, but to go into like a studio Super movie like this, movie, yeah, yeah, that's like wow. I I don't think this is right for me. But then she realized like the message it can bring across. So I think she was very integral to like the story that they told with it. Yeah, and just based on the trailer that they've released alone, I'm like they're taking a different approach to it that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
is going to do quite well that we're going to see a bunch of little girls dress up as Carol Danvers for Halloween. I'm super excited about that because I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Yeah, honestly, Wonder Woman, for me, the best part was Chris Pine. Him getting out that of the I pool. disagree with wholeheartedly. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you are you one of those people who doesn't like Chris Pine? I do not like Chris Pine. I don't I, get it. I just watched Outlaw King last night. Oh, his you Netflix only saw movie. that because of his full frontal. I did not know he was gonna be full frontal in that, that movie. That was like the big thing coming out of that movie. I did movie. not know that until I saw it, and it was a very good surprise. <laughs> it was a great surprise. It was actually a pretty good movie. Oh my god, it was gory. Oh, I'm okay with gore, but like no, I was Meredith. talking. <laughs> there was a part where I had to cover my eyes. Oh, is what really? I'm telling you. Yes, there's a scene where I got a man is hung and then they gut him. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's but like, gore. is it is it Pedro Pascal getting like his face crushed in by the mountain bag? I don't even know because every time I've watched that episode, I've closed my eyes and I've never Agreed. seen that. Yeah. So I like I think of the sound effect and it's so crazy. I've heard like, the sound effect; it's gross. Yeah. I remember like yeah, because like they hung him, and first of all, I don't like watching people choke. But then like mm-hmm. the dude just went up to him and literally opened his stomach oh, like a flap, okay. like peeled open a flap of his stomach, and then and it just, just like guts fall out. Okay. It was gross. Great. Awesome. <laughs> it's a well, good movie, though. I, I'll add it to the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just agree that 2008 was a fantastic and important sure. year in Absolutely. superhero movies, especially, like, where we are today. Without Dark Knight, we wouldn't have gotten Logan, I think, for yeah. sure. And without Iron Man, the MCU would not exist. Yeah. That was just like a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And to have it not only succeed, but just set the groundwork for everything to come from it, like yeah. it, you just can't deny, like those two movies have made such a huge impact. So yeah. I think we're all winners essentially Honestly. because, like, we are, it's an embarrassment of riches now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But before we go, I just haven't had the chance to fangirl recently, mm. and I just kind of want to fangirl with someone. Uh, my One of my first episodes I ever did was explaining shipping and OTPs Ooh, and, like, yeah. what that is. Mm-hmm. And so I think with every guest I have, I just want to be like, hey, who, do you, who are you shipping right now? Like, who are your OTPs? Because, like, I feel like that just doesn't get talked about as much where it's like, oh, that's that's deep corners of the internet but like we talk about it casually anyways but without calling it like an otp or whatever mm-hmm. but who are you shipping these who days? am i shipping that's a good question i feel like all the shows that i watched that had or like movies or whatever were that had my ships are like over now or mm-hmm. they're like done like new girl mm-hmm. nick and jess nick and jess forever i mean I just love them so much. Like, he fell in love with her the moment she walked through the door, Meredith. <laughs> the moment she I walked know. through the door. I know. They were so perfect. Um, actually, let me go to my Tumblr and see who am I. F- what? You're on Tumblr? Yeah, I'm on Tumblr. What? Listen, I have to be honest with you because we've never had this conversation. The reason I will not go on Tumblr is I know I will go down that rabbit hole and I'll never come out. It's probably not a good idea for you. Probably not. (laughs) I'm able to like, there are times like, especially like when I'm like in the 
thick of like obsessing over like some mm-hmm. OTP like it's literally just Tumblr. Every I used day. to do that with Pinterest, uh, with certain OTPs, um, and then like fanfic. I'm not gonna lie, I've definitely yeah. read. I've I've read some. You've fanfic. read some. I've read some too. I'm not. I can't even lie. Yeah. I've not gotten to the point where I'm writing it though. I feel like that's no. extreme. That's extreme. And that's an extra level of that's dedication. That, like, <laughs> I've read. I will some. need an intervention at that point. Like yeah. I know I read a lot of good fanfic, and I think you're great writers out there. Keep doing what you're doing. But as for me, I know like once I've hit that threshold, that yeah. becomes like obsession. That I need an intervention yeah. at that point. I've not read, like, a ton. Like, I've read a few. Like, I'll skim through a few. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not reading these, like, four and five chapter fanfics. Like, okay. if it's just, so like, like, a little one shot. Yeah, yeah, something like that, I'll read, you know. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Okay, I have Brody and Carrie from Homeland. Ah, okay. Following that tag. Claire and Jamie from Outlander, of mm, course. Of course. Galovich, which is mickey and ian from shameless you don't watch oh, Shameless. no do my dad is super into it though oh that's what he was texting me about before he's now texting me about breaking bad yeah. <laughs> which sorry dad next episode i may be spoiling some stuff so you should probably not listen to part of it but we'll right. that. <laughs> yeah mickey and ian i love because i mean mickey is just like this little like dirty little criminal but he's just like he doesn't want to come out that he's gay and then Ian has him come. Oh, it's just, oh, it's such a beautiful story. Hyde and Jackie from that 70s show. Really? Yeah. Hyde and Jackie. I love the two of them. Because, I mean, I think I'm like, I love that whole hate turns to love relationship type thing. I okay. guess that's what it is. Yeah. Enemies to turn lovers. Yes. That's, I love that. Of course, John and Danny and I Game mean, of Thrones. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, Castle. Um, oh, yeah. Frank and Karen. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm in the minority. The minority. I totally ship uh, Matt Murdock and Karen Cage. Oh, come on. They're so great. No, they're not. Especially after this new season. No. It's so clear they're going to hook up again next season. Dry. They are dry. Ah, They're so similar. It's like like amazing. I I love them. I don't. I'm all for Frank and Karen, though. That's cute. Fine. I love the two of them together. If Carrie doesn't end up with Matt, but she ends up with Frank, I'm not going to be mad about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be mad if she ends up with Matt, because Electra's probably out there somewhere, because she no, can't die, clearly. No, 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 no. Electra, she stay dead? dead. She's not going to stay dead. I'm pretty sure. One, Netflix, please don't cancel Daredevil. They won't. They're not canceling that. These recent cancellations, like, yeah, but Luke I'm Cage worried. isn't good. Iron Fist isn't good. They didn't cancel Jessica Jones, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they didn't cancel Jessica Jones, they're not canceling Daredevil. Fine. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm so worried though. You know, Agents of Shield is the most watched Marvel show. Yeah. You saw? Do you watch Agents of Shield? I actually don't. Uh, I was. You should gonna, watch it. I need to because I heard the first season was really weak, but then it got really oh, good. It gets so good. Yeah. It gets so good. And especially good. now with like, because it is intertwined with the MCU. I have to ask: Did they address Infinity War in their like season finale recently? Mm. That's the biggest thing. Like, I would be worried. They about. address. Because I know they, they address, like, do. Winter Soldier. They oh. do. They do. They address... Oh, what is it that they address? They address that there's something going on in 
Is it New York? I don't remember. They address it. They say there's something, something in New York. Something, some shit that's going down that okay. they need to figure out, like, in towards the finale. They address, like, the whole... I want to say they address, like, alternate universes. Okay. So I feel like that's going to come into play oh, in sure. Avengers, of course, or whatever, whether it's event and, like, um, alternate universes or time jumps or whatever. Oh, yeah. So they, I feel like they honestly, like, tee up some stuff that okay. is explored in the Marvel movies. Um, I would definitely watch it. The first season is kind of just like, meh. Okay. You know, like, eh. But the, after that, oh, girl. It's okay. really good. <laughs> you should definitely watch it. You would love it. Honestly, like, it's really weird. And most people don't like this couple together. But I was all for Daisy and... He becomes, he's like the villain. He ends up being mm. the villain. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to give it away. But Fine. <laughs> I but I know like most people don't like it because they're like, oh, I mean, well, like he wasn't really abusive, but he was like, he ended up being like mm-hmm. a super shitty person. So it's yeah. like, why would we want her with him? But I thought that they were cute, honestly. That's just me. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Who else do I have on here? There was one of them. Oh, so there's a show that I watch. That is, I guess, kind of a little known show called Mozart in the Jungle that was on Amazon. Yeah, I've heard of that. They canceled it, which honestly, I don't think I'll ever get over it. Broke my heart. Mm-hmm. The two main characters in that show, they were just, they were really cute. It was like mm-hmm. a conductor and then like his assistant mm-hmm. who ended up like being in the orchestra. It's just a great show. I don't even know how to explain it. You should watch it. It's on Amazon. Okay. And, oh, Nick and June from Handmaid's Tale. Do you watch Handmaid's Tale? I only got, like, halfway through the there first There it is. What? Listen, I tried, I tried to watch it the night they won their Emmy. Mm-hmm. And I was at work trying to watch it. But then there was, like, all these red carpets, like, afterwards. So there was no way I was paying attention to it. And so I was like, I will get back to this later. Oh and God. later hasn't come yet. You should definitely watch that also. Nick and June are so cute. Um, what's up? Oh, I have a lot of people on here. Okay. Normero, which is Norman, not Norman. Norma and Romero from Bates Motel. Oh my gosh, you're one of those. I'm just kidding. What? Okay, there are some friends of mine who, on Twitter, they were super into Bates Motel, and they would not stop tweeting about those two, and they were, like, they're, obsessed. They're such a cute little couple. It's another one of those, like, not necessarily hate. Like, they always kind of got along, but always, like, like the stoic guy who, mm-hmm. like, is brought, you know, his, like, emotional side is, like, brought out mm-hmm. by this, like, super eccentric, crazy woman. I just love the two of them together. They're great. Quite the list. Though. I mean, Peter Kavinsky and Lana. Oh, I'm, it's a real name. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Jean Covey. Laura Jean Covey. That's her name. And Rick and Michonne. Michonne. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. That hey, those are those are some solid ships. That's a out lot. There. Yeah. The only one I will mention, like, because I will probably spread these out. Like, obviously, I make. I don't hide this, but I am in the minority. I do ship. Poe Dameron and Rey and Star Wars. Have they even 
interacted with Oh my each gosh, other? we're not getting into this right now, but yes, in The Last Jedi, they totally interacted and was meet cute and they canonized something from the when novelization. did that happen? <laughs> you haven't seen it because you haven't finished The Last Jedi at this rate. Wait, was That's that like at the, the end when she did yeah. when The Rocks? After The Rocks, yeah. After she closes the door on Kylo Ren and there's Poe Dameron waiting for her. Do it's they great. speak? Yes, they do. And it is, like, soups adorable. I don't even remember that. <laughs> There's a whole episode you can listen of my podcast of me talking about Damaray, so that's a whole other story. Oh, my um, gosh. So you're not into Raylo? Heck no. <laughs> that's an emphatic heck no. Sorry, Raylo fans. I've already talked about this, but, like... I personally am into Raylo. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Gross. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, so that, and I'm, uh, I mean, I was a big fan of Emma Swan and Killian Jones from Once Upon a Time, but obviously, like, I think every couple out of, uh, Parks and Rec was, mm, mm-hmm. they were all OTP statuses, they were like, really you cute. did not deny that. Nick and Jess, Schmidt and Cece, like, goals Those right there. Goals, yeah. And this is, a, like, a really weird one. I don't think you're really into Bob's Burgers um, at all, but... No, I do. Uh, I love Bob's Burgers. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I I don't think this is out there, and I've never actually verbalized this, but hear me out. I'm kind of into the idea of Louise and regular size Rudy being a couple one day. That's very random. It is really random, because it was his... It was their first kiss was to each other, and he she was just being a good friend to him. But he's always been he's been a part of a lot of their adventures. Yeah. I just feel like I could see it two seasons from now, like something developed there. Plus, she fell in love with Boo Boo of all, like or has oh, yeah, an infatuation right. with him. So, which I is feel like Max Greenfield from New Girl? I know, which is perfect <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> I just feel like. I could see that happening, and I'm kind of into it, so. I'm not super up-to-date on Bob's Burgers. I'm a little behind, but. It's okay. Also, Jamie and Brienne from Game of Thrones. Oh, they're my OTP. Yes. It Do you is think like, they're going to get together? I think they're going to see each other one more time. I mean, like, they saw each other in the season finale, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. But, like, they... They make each other better people. They do. And that's why, like, it's going to end in such beautiful tragedy. Yeah. I'm okay with that, but not okay with that. I you want... Think, you think they're going to hook up? I want them to hook up. I hope they do. I hope... I'd hope they do. Ugh. I hope they do before Arya kills him and then kills Cersei dressed as Seriously. Jamie. Because <laughs> that's... That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. All the Lannisters are going to die. Like, I mean, I'm they deserve convinced. to. They really I don't do. want Jamie to die. I mean, like... I mean, I really don't want Tyrion to die, but he I feel did. like it's going to happen. You think Tyrion's going to die? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't, Honestly, I didn't even think about Tyrion. He probably will die. I feel like everyone's going to die, honestly. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's yeah. like, if everyone dies, who's going to be left? Probably what Sean Bean said about it being Arya. I, I'm so on board with that, if that's the case. Like, Arya yeah, can I mean, be I'm the last one standing. I'm prepared for everyone to die, but I'm not. Almost yeah. like a, with Avengers. Like, I'm prepared for everyone to die, but, but I'm not. not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not prepared for Stan Lee's, like, final cameo. Did they say that? It, I feel like I heard that it was... So it's confirmed, like, he is in Avengers 4, and actually, spoilers, he has a cameo in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. So, How did they do that? Because Marvel was technically involved in that movie, and part of his contract is he gets, like, a cameo, yeah. and, yeah, they... That is confirmed. He has a cameo. 
Captain Marvel likely has a cameo. Yeah, I feel like I heard that they filmed his cameos for, like, the next three movies yeah. or something like that. They planned in advance. So, I think it'd be really poetic if his last cameo wasn't Far From Home, but at the mm. same time, I kind of wish it is just Avengers 4 to, like... I think probably it'll be, because they started filming that already, didn't they? Oh, yeah, like, or Far From Home? Yeah. They've wrapped. So, oh, yeah, he'll be in it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's a wrap. I've had such a fun time, like, chatting with you. Um, This was so much fun. Thank you guys for putting up with long hiatus. If you even cared to listen (laughs) and we're waiting, well, I'm hopefully back. Sure they cared. Brianna, thank you so much. Like, where can uh, people find you if you want people to find you? Yes, find me. I'm on Instagram. What is my Instagram name? My Instagram name is matinee dot honey if you don't know how to spell it matinee that's m-a-n m-a-n-t i don't know i will m-a-t-i-n-e-e there we go dot i will honey. put that in the description <laughs> with correct spelling so oh, no geez. worries there uh i'm also on twitter matinee honey but it's an underscore not a dot there you go yeah. and you can also uh see her face Pretty regularly on ET Live's ET new- Live. Download the ET Live app. Yeah, do it. You can see her on the midday show for fairly regularly talking about different nerd related stuff, different which is stuff, always yeah. pretty cool. You'll also see Meredith sitting right next to me. That is true. <laughs> Making some kind of like facial expression. Some I kind have of no doubt. Approval or disapproval. Either way, it happens. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic day. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>